0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 181 of the IA Cast. All right, with me today, I have our usual crew. We have Marty Sobo. Hey, y'all. We have Angie Fisher. Hello. And we have Lynn Snyder. Welcome back to the hey, show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm excited. Yes.
0: And then we have uh, Unmute in the uh, <laughs> in the YouTube saying hi. <laughs> One
2: cast love to another.
0: Yes. Yep. So um, I want to say thank you all for joining us. It's going to be a great episode. We have a lot of content. We're going to try not to keep you for um, an hour and a half today. As we did last time, <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot to talk about, and there's quite a few things to talk about today as well, starting with quite a bit of tech news. So we had another conference this week. We had Microsoft Build, which is their developer conference. It's a lot shorter than uh, other episode uh, other you know b- developer conferences. Google i o went for like three days. Um, Microsoft goes for t- like went for t- uh, two days, at least the announcements did. I don't know if build went longer than that, but I think it was mainly two or three days. And then you know Apple WWDC goes for a week, so we got some fairly interesting announcements. And their keynotes build. are shorter
2: too, aren't they? Mm-hmm. A little bit.
0: But I think yeah, the the main keynote from Satya Nadella was like twenty five minutes. And then they had other keynotes that showcased more of what he would talked about. But it was very interesting. There was a lot of talk of uh, new products and things coming from Microsoft. And interestingly, I, I think the coolest thing that we saw was Windows Copilot. What do you guys think of that?
2: Very far-reaching, that's for sure. Intriguing.
3: I'd love to see it in the real world. How it's going to work? Mm-hmm.
2: That copilot, you know, like the three sixty five stuff. You've got just the the general guy that's going to live in your in your, um, where is it? Your ta- in your taskbar? Um, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm all all about AI stuff. So this this is exciting to me.
3: Definitely, we'll have to see how uh, it gets implemented and works, you know, in real life. Hopefully once it gets announced and it's actually out, it's not going to be too buggy in the first round, but we'll
0: have to see. Right. And interestingly with this copilot, I got to they they make their little ads and commercials go so fast. But I was think, seeing things come across with like um phone link being used. I was seeing things with mm-hmm. the uh I different apps throughout Windows and just moving things back and forth it's it's very interesting how much they're they're bringing into all of, you know integrating chat basically chat GPT into Windows
3: and did anyone catch or maybe they didn't announce it are there any minimum requirements for being able to run it
0: most likely 11, yeah most likely the latest versions of Windows 11 if you can run that then you can run it
1: It's, I think it's just awesome to see Microsoft sort of waking up. And I mean, when we would think about interesting news coming out of tech, it didn't particularly come from Microsoft. I mean, and now you're just Microsoft is really getting a lot of attention and a lot of, um, press, you know, Mm -hmm. with all these new things. And so. You that know, that Microsoft, yeah Microsoft Microsoft okay. rises again <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. well and and Microsoft it's is generation a software of AI too so. yeah and and mm-hmm. you know Microsoft is a software company we we've talked about apple's a hardware company, and Google kind of does a little bit of every Google is a we want your stuff company um mm-hmm. <laughs> your information yes um and And Microsoft is known for pushing their their own stuff like edge and things like that very heavily and I've been hearing they're gonna change the u i of edge again, which how many times does that make that uh, and, yeah, and yeah yeah one one thing that you lose count that turns mm-hmm. into an issue i think exactly and, and it usually
2: usually it means access issues or or it hasn't mm-hmm. passed,
0: yes. One one thing that concerns me is is when we see Microsoft making these changes what does that mean for like you said accessibility and and will things work really because right. they're they're making so many changes at a time uh, what is that going to look like so i think we just need to keep an eye on it one thing that i do like though is that they've added uh uh bing into Ch- oh, um, chat gpt like the oh, actual yes. You know, Chat GPT website. If you're on mm-hmm. GPT four, you can select search using Bing. It even has the mm-hmm. Bing logo and everything in there.
2: I use it all the time. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I, I find it to be extremely helpful. Like I said, it, chat is is never going to look the same. I don't think.
1: Or right now, mm-hmm. is that I mean, is I'm that like available search. to free um, to free accounts or just to Plus accounts?
0: Right now, it's just two Plus.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: They're using a higher level. I think they're using 4.0 and plus, right? right. So.
1: And you have to, I think you have to enable that, right? You have to enable, yes. or or have they just rolled it out to everyone?
0: You have to enable it, and it's to. still 25 messages for three hours. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering when that requirement's going to go away.
1: Yeah, that yeah. seems so crazy. I mean,
0: even in there, the paid version? Even in the paid version, yes. Yes. yeah.
1: Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, are there servers being slammed that Much that they can't get enough server support to get, I mean, I don't understand. I haven't been able to figure that out.
0: Well, GPT-4's thinking power is so much higher and more precise than GPT-3.5. Like, most of us are still on the waiting list. Uh, Not all of us, but most of us are still on the waiting list to get API API, support for GPT-4. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I'm still on the waiting list as well. Mm -hmm.
0: So it's very, you know, we'll get it when we get it, but it's just fantastic what we have been able to get so far.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because typically it used to be that you would be working in um, chat GPT and it would always say, well, I can't answer that question because my language models were changed, you know, were updated from... 2021 or something. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I mean, now we don't have that limitation because of the the web, Mm -hmm. you know, access that we have.
0: You know, I asked it an interesting, uh, and I'll I'll link to this in the show notes, but I asked it to explain music fundamentals to someone that's a software developer. And I think it did a pretty good job. I actually do have a better understanding of music after reading that. Mm -hmm. And and, so, and I oh, think it's ahead. interesting that you can share a conversation now. I don't know how long that's been a thing, mm-hmm. but there's a share conversation button that generates a link to mm-hmm. make that conversation public. That's been there. I love it though. It's so yeah. cool.
2: Because mm-hmm. before, what I was doing is just copying. Like if I wanted to copy a relevant mm-hmm. portion of of the chat, I could I, you know just long way basically. But now it's just it's so much simpler.
1: And that really, um, who would have ever thought a year ago that Bing would have been a thing? That, that you know, that Bing would start becoming the superstar that it is now. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
3: that's definitely interesting.
1: I know. I hadn't even used Bing until these recent, you know, updates. Bing was just not something I ever even came in contact with it was always google you know and i have to say i I can't
2: remember the last time i looked something up on google it's been a while you know me too And i i I don't do you know searching in in the same way that we always did mm -hmm. i haven't done it Uh that way in months i I love it this way it's so much faster i feel like the information is a lot more accurate or a lot more you you get it you get it what you want much more quickly
0: right you know with being i've i've liked being for a long time just because it's different from Google. I feel like Google has become too, you know, they rest on their laurels, as they yes. say. And and the search sometimes is not even that relevant lately. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, the, in the past year or two, like if I go to look for code, I would like to get updated code results, not what they think is more relevant to, you know, popularity. And I feel like Google has become that. It's, we're going to show you what's popular, not exactly what you want to find.
1: Right. Um, And one of the things that really annoys me, started to really annoy me about Google search is that, for example, if I'm if I'm doing a search for clay, I want air dry clay, but I don't want polymer. It used to be that you could use the Boolean expressions or you could use the hyphen, you know, in front of the word and you could say, I don't want polymer. Don't show me that. Now it doesn't work. I tell it, mm-hmm. I don't want polymer. What does it show me? Polymer clay uh, tools and stuff. And it really annoys me. Like, I told it not to show me that, you know?
0: Right. And and that's one thing that a problem with Google is they, they think they know better and they change things. So there may be new ways of doing, you know, search like that. And they may have just changed it. So who knows, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And then people have been able to... Um, sort of goose the algorithms and to put themselves front and center in the i mean there's a whole industry of um, i forget search optimization Mm -hmm. yeah and that's really unfortunate because we're not really getting the best searches we're just getting the ones that play the game right and get themselves you know in the top Mm -hmm. spots
0: Well, and, and, you know, we'll get off search here in a minute, but I think that's really where search is letting us down, is it's not about what's relevant, but what's promoted, what's the ad space, what's paid for, you know.
2: Which really kills it when you're trying to do hardcore research into something.
0: Right. So become good prompt engineers, everybody. Yep. Yep. So... You know, I, I think Microsoft build was great. I'm really excited about the Windows Copilot. You know, some things that are coming to Windows will be excellent. I'm really excited to see what, you know, they showed somebody changing from light mode to dark mode and back again with Copilot. And they also talked about for developers to build their own Copilots that can talk to each other. Now, that's pretty interesting.
2: Ooh, that's a bots across the Did they give a timeline
0: on when they
3: thought it was going to be coming out to the public?
0: I'm sure they did. I didn't see it on the initial keynotes.
2: I love it. That's brilliant. That is Mm going to be so much fun.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of things coming, you know, very soon. I would like to say that the Windows Copilot is going to be a neat feature. But, you know, for once, I can actually say Mac had it first. (laughs) Mac GPT. Now, granted, we I have to pay that. for the API use, but <laughs> you know if you really think about it though, guys, you're paying for it somewhere, like this that's is what being, I wonder
2: how long will it be before Apple scoops that right.
0: well, yes, but what I'm saying is for Windows copilot, you're paying for it somewhere, whether it's oh yeah, sure. Microsoft is digging all of that information you're typing into copilot, you know you all know yeah. that you know. Y-
1: either you're going to pay for it or you're going to be bombarded with advertising. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're your two choices.
3: And you're making the app better by using it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. By training. Right. Right. I know that when you go go into chat GPT, it does have a thing that where you can, uh, if you don't want your data used to train, you can actually tell it that that you mm-hmm. don't want your data used for training. I personally don't because I—I I mean, I don't care. It can use my data um, mm-hmm. because I have a, a sort of a an internal rule that I follow that says that anything I type into that search box can end up anywhere on the internet.
0: If you type the keys online, yeah, you would expect them to go out to everybody.
2: Yep privacy is a misnomer.
4: Mhm.
0: I mean, within reason there's ways that you can guarantee your your or sure. get private better, at, you know, right. making yourself more private, but if you posted on something on the internet, expected to get out. That's why I personally have a like an open book policy, like you people pretty much know what I want them to see and not what, you know. So, Yeah. That's right. So Microsoft Build, really cool stuff. Now, Amazon, you know, we talked about some products that Amazon released uh, a week ago, but they released another. Amazon announced something that I thought was very interesting. The Echo Pop was neat. Uh, Several devices they announced are pretty neat. But this, I think, really caught my attention because Google just announced the Pixel tablet, right? $430 $430 tablet where 130 was the speaker. Or was it 499 mm. I don't remember. But that speaker was $130 that's built in. Or that comes with the tablet. This Amazon tablet's $230, guys. And mm-hmm. it has a pen and a keyboard. And I believe those all come with it.
2: Wow. Same mm. size too, isn't it? As the Google? As
0: the Pixel 11 tablet? 11-inch.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's an Android tablet. Is that right?
0: Yeah. What's running? It's Fire actually an OS. Amazon
3: Fire tablet. Yeah, and, and so okay. Fire is the operating system that's on their tablet devices, Amazon's okay, right. tablet devices, but mm-hmm. they customize it with an Android base. They call it Fire because they make it an Amazon. Yeah. What do you want? to say, like a
0: customized Amazon mm-hmm. yes. front I end. wonder
1: how Braille support's going to be on that thing.
0: I don't know how Braille support has been on the other Fire tablets, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a fork of Android, and Great. it it has their voice view screen reader. It does not use TalkBack, so it has their own gestures, which for a long time have been more similar to iOS's gestures. Okay.
4: Hmm.
0: I've got a Fire 8 tablet that's been sitting in a drawer for about two years. <laughs> I mean, I would say definitely the reason
3: why it's so inexpensive is I think Amazon's strategy is to sell the hardware super inexpensive or as inexpensive as they could possibly get it so that they get you into their ecosystem and you'll buy all of their products on Amazon and stream all of the Amazon things, all of that stuff. So, you know, you're pretty much locked into their ecosystem on one of those tablets.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Right. The walled garden, as they used to say about AOL.
0: Well, they, um, they say that about Apple, too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, that's def- true. It's definitely a walled garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know that, interestingly, what's made Amazon very popular is the um, Windows subsystem for Android is based on the Amazon Fire Store.
1: Well, they say that that this tablet, from what I read, is supposed to be more of of a productivity
0: right, um, exactly. type
1: of tablet. And
0: two hundred and thirty dollars um, for a tablet with a keyboard and pen. Yeah, how are you how are you going to beat that? That's you know,
2: the keyboard excites me quite a lot. Mm-hmm. That's really cool.
0: Does anyone know what kind of
3: productivity apps are going to add to this, or what's going to be the productivity part about it?
0: Well, I know they're probably going to have note-taking and all that, but they do have their own store where you can download apps. There is a way. Um, it's not sanctioned by Amazon, but a lot of people mm-hmm. put Google Play services on on their Fire tablet, so it is a thing. I've never tried it. Um, so you can get other apps, but I'm pretty sure Microsoft Office and all those, since they have a partnership with Amazon for the Windows subsystem part, um I'm sure office and all those productivity apps will be there and things like that. So
3: it'd be interesting to see how they run on, on that tablet.
0: I may have to pick one up just because (laughs) (laughs) another thing to add to your drawer. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Most likely. I have a, I have a, Fire 8 in in this drawer next to me. I have a Kindle Oasis because I, I do love to read books, but, you know, just my eyes get tired, so I just stop using it. Yeah. But I love the paper experience. It, it does look like you're looking at paper, like ink on that screen. So it's really a neat experience to look at books that way. Yeah.
3: I think the thing that's more exciting, at least to me anyway, is the speaker that comes with a battery in it, because that's pretty cool. You can take it with you anywhere you want to go, you know, on a battery and still be in that ecosystem if that's Mm -hmm. something that interests you. You know, I mean, I think everything has... A place you know Mm -hmm. so if you're in that ecosystem and you want to bring a little speaker with you and you can just prop it up anywhere either if you're working or you're going somewhere that's kind of a cool
0: little feature I think and you know $230 for a tablet is not bad I mean it kind of reminds me of the Nexus 7
3: I believe it also comes with an SD card slot right I haven't seen that but that would be really cool if it does that'd be exciting Yeah, I'd like to see how it runs. Is mm-hmm. it slow and sluggish, clunky, or does it mm-hmm. run pretty smooth and good and you can get away with a lot with it?
0: Yeah. So, well,
1: pr- probably okay. having that walled garden and just having those certain apps makes the system more streamlined and, you know, you don't have people putting stuff on there that might slow it down.
0: Well, you so they have more load, control. But, yeah. Yeah. It's you can do a lot of things. It's basically still Android. So,
4: Mm
0: -hmm. um, let's move on to our next thing. Um, I was looking for a good segue and I just couldn't do it. So, um, final (laughs) cut and logic pro, uh, for iPad. If you follow this podcast, you've probably been inundated with a bunch of episodes, Showing uh, our discovercasts of these products, and I'm curious: have you guys listened or watched those episodes? And and what did you? What were your takeaways?
2: I was disappointed in the voiceover access a little, a little bit, and in, in uh, Final Cut especially.
3: And I thought you would think that little things like voiceover. Um, being able to identify buttons and things like that would be pretty spot on. And even in the setup, I saw that you found in uh, labels that weren't labeled correctly, or maybe they weren't labeled at all, or they said something they shouldn't have said right away, like within the first few minutes of the setup. So I thought that was, you would think they would take a little more time and polish that before they would, you know, release it to the public
2: appreciate that it's a it's a 1.0 you know it's a first time out of the gate release and i'm sure they will improve it but but you know blind people want to edit video too guys come on
0: yeah yeah and
2: I was thinking I, oh i can do like gopro stuff That's gonna, it's going to be really exciting mm-hmm. i thought you know get an ipad and have that be my my um uh, port- portable editing uh, little you know on the go studio type thing but i don't know
0: all right so we uh have a little surprise for you all. Jeff Bishop just joined us. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Michael. Hi, everybody. Yeah.
2: Hey, Jeff. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Yeah, welcome to the to the show. It's we been were, a week, huh? It has been a week. We've had a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's
5: been a little crazy out there. So yeah, a lot of a lot of, of stuff.
0: A lot of great stuff coming out. A lot of uh, very questionable releases from Apple. Um, mm. We've been talking about. <laughs> You know, we've been talking about Final Cut and, and Logic Pro that we did several Discover Casts on, on the IA Cast about. And did, did you get a chance to really look into this, Jeff? What, what are your thoughts on it?
5: I've listened to the uh, Discover Casts and um, I have not had a chance to play with them. I have an iPad, uh, you know, sixth generation mini, and I think they, that should be able to run them.
3: But, not final um, cut you have to have one of the m processors oh yeah okay
5: mm-hmm. so, yeah but i don't know that i would use final logic. cut as much logic is really what I'm, where i'm wanting to go
4: right.
5: <laughs> but from what you guys were showing on the on the cast it it looks like it's going to be a little difficult from a voiceover perspective right
0: so logic is better um, it's not the it, it still could use a lot of polish and a lot of work for voiceover users but Final Cut is really the one that yeah. that really is showing its, its incompleteness, I guess. Because there were entire buttons and labels that were not labeled. And there were even controls where I was going through a dialogue and you could see... Well, okay, the worst one was when it was asking me to subscribe to Final Cut. Okay. And I flicked past the last option on that screen. And all of the controls were visible to voiceover.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So I and could this use, was in the setup process, right? During the setup process, I could use the final cut app with the setup screen still loaded with voiceover.
2: Nice apple. <laughs> wow.
0: And it was like that in several dialogues. Like um I would there would be a split button to um to change to different settings but voiceover would just read all the settings as if that split button didn't do anything. So somebody didn't test. Also, it sounded
3: like they were running out of time. They were coming down to the mm-hmm. deadline of having to get it out. And I think that towards the end, I think some things fell through the cracks.
0: And also,
5: now you let can- me ask you this. Let me ask you this though. Do you mm-hmm. think that this is something where they released it and maybe we're going to see something in 17 that, Sort of helps resolve some of these issues that these apps
3: have. That's possible. Um, It'd be great if they drop some updates, you know, that fix some of the mm-hmm. issues.
5: But I yeah, but of, I'm wondering if there's new technology stack that's coming. You know, some new that's possible, like Eastern. AI-driven <laughs> thing. I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: But either way, like in Final Cut, uh, there's no accessible way to move the playhead. At least in Logic Pro, I could use the rotor and move the playhead. And in Final Cut, I could double tap and hold and drag the playhead sometimes. But like if I... Keyboard
2: support is really rudimentary for... it's, mm-hmm. it's that's, a, that's an even bigger challenge.
0: Yeah, and I can move the, key, the, uh, the playhead by frame, but I couldn't move it by any other increment. And whenever I would play and pause, I'd have to put voiceover focus back on the playhead again in VO space to be able to move by frame. So that was just a very big disappointment in, in Final Cut. I was very surprised that the experience was not great.
2: And yeah, maybe it's hmm. down to what, you know, just knowing how to use it, but I didn't find, um, like if you're a new user, I didn't find the process of getting your, your media into the right place <laughs> in the app very intuitive either.
0: Well, there's a bigger problem with that. And that's that Apple did not add the ability to move multiple files into Final Cut or Logic. So, like on the Mac, I can take, whenever I edit this podcast, I take all of our tracks and drag all four of them, or all five, into Logic Pro. And it just says, what do you want to do with these? I press enter, boom, we're done. I would have to drag each individual track into Logic for iPad from the Files app.
3: Hmm. what do they do about the scratch disk and all that stuff do they just put that somewhere and they don't tell you where it is and you got to go find it or how does that work
0: well like they have is that like one of the instruments or
3: no it's like the overload files you get you know after editing it's called the scratch disk it usually stacks up at least on the mac platform a ton of extra hard drive space if you don't keep track of it and empty it out it'll kind of eat up hard drive space
0: well see when i use a logic project i just take my project um i save it as a logic project somewhere and then i bounce the files Uh, that's all i do um so they just save everything into a logic project inside of logic pros application and that's another thing is that um you can export out to Mac, but you cannot bring logic projects or final cut projects from the Mac to the iPad. So it's not like to
2: me. It's an M1 processor. It's not like I couldn't handle it. I wouldn't think.
0: Yeah, but it's not like it's just problems on the, on the accessibility and these apps have genuine problems that need to be fixed.
3: Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Michael and I were talking about this earlier where it would be really cool if they made a way that when you fire it up, this could be on the Mac platform as well, uh, you get to choose what it is you're going to do. So for example, if you're going to do music, then yeah, it'll load up all the music things, you know, um, the drum beats and the synths and all that stuff. But if you're going to do a podcast, it'd be great if there was a podcast option, it would load up only what you needed to do a podcast, and mm-hmm. it would sort of hide all the other things that you
0: wouldn't need. And there is a way to do that, but you have to create it yourself. They don't have that built in. Now, interestingly, in the past, they did. They had a podcast template for GarageBand and Logic, but they took all of it out. It, it's mm-hmm. very interesting. Like, Mac Apple had a lot of other things. Like, macOS Server used to have, like, Apache and all kinds of other really cool things in those applications. And they're like, well, we don't want to support all this. We're taking it out.
3: Yeah, and at this point, I don't even think they have server anymore. I think they stopped yes, uh, they supporting it. Yes, they do. Where would you get it now?
0: It's on the Mac. It, it's built in still. Oh No, it's in the Mac App Store. It is in the App Store.
4: Yeah. hmm
0: And they still do betas for it during beta cycles, so...
3: Yeah, it's, they used to promote it much differently, I guess mm-hmm. than they do now.
0: Yes, they do. It's now more of like troubleshooting I, like IOT things and, and, and network traffic and things like that. So very different use cases. So again, we're gonna keep uh, on the lookout for uh, changes for these applications because I do think that they are a big step forward for professional development on the iPad. Now, let me ask you guys this. Do you guys think that having DaVinci Resolve on the iPad kind of told Apple, we probably should get into this space? I say no.
3: I think that Apple does what they want when they want to do it. I don't think they typically follow what other people are doing. Uh, I think DaVinci Resolve came out a bit after the m1 ipads came out and up until now since these m1 ipads there's m1 and m2 versions now uh i think that everyone's been asking what's the reason for all of this overly powered hardware if Apple doesn't have anything to put on there that is going to utilize that overly powered hardware. And I think that's been the question since they've been starting to put M1, M2 processors in these iPads. And so they're just now putting
0: their Pro apps on there. So, mm-hmm. so since we've seen two Pro apps, do you think we'll see the third as an Xcode? Maybe at WWDC? Ah, freaking
2: rock.
3: Um, it depends I think the biggest thing is they need to allow the iPad to be able to multitask when I say multitask I mean do more than one task at the same time in the sense of for example if you're a podcaster and you're going to be in Zoom and you also want to be able to record locally you should be able to do that if you're going to be doing Xcode then you're going to want to have a test window up while you're writing your code so you can kind of see what's going mm-hmm. on. They need to kind of cross that barrier where the iPad, it's definitely powerful enough, but they need to make it so that you can do multiple tasks like that at the same time. No. And I think
0: once they do that, I think then, yeah. Now, what's interesting, and I i think this might be a sign of things to come.
2: Swiftly coding.
0: Yeah, that I like. Uh, I like that. Um, I think that's the theme for WWDC, right? Swiftly developing, I think is. Part developing, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting in Logic Pro is some of the settings. Like one was run in background. And that is, you know, Logic Pro can be looking for audio while running in the background. And I'm curious what that means. Hmm. But also... One thing that is different in Logic Pro that I have not seen in other apps, and I think we're going to start seeing it soon, you can uh, select your audio destination and your microphone manually. That is huge because we aren't able to do that on any other app on the iPad.
3: Can you go to an external device as well if you need to? Yes.
0: That's cool. So, in other words, I had the the profile uh, hooked up, and I could pick... The profile or iPad speaker as my speakers, or I could pick the uh, iPad microphone, I mean, iPad, uh, yeah, microphone, the Sennheiser profile or AirPlay, uh, or uh, no, those two as the microphone. So we're getting to that computer like experience with these apps. But I think it's just it's a stepping stone. You know, we're, we we took that first step. Now we just need to keep going and and really encouraging Apple to m- go and make it better, right? And as a community, we need to let them know, like, hey, we really do want this. We we love it. We just want it better, right? Definitely. You guys have any final thoughts on these apps before we move on?
2: I want an iPad. <laughs> yeah i
1: feel like that too for the first time you know i never really thought that there was a use case for an ipad for me being mm-hmm. totally blind but as you know the hardware in these ipads gets more advanced
4: mm-hmm.
1: um i can start to make a use case especially if i can use it with a keyboard or a Braille display. Um, you know, I like my tech to walk with me. I'm not somebody that likes to be sitting in front of a, you know, behind a desk. And I love the idea that the iPad can move with me, which I think is just a great thing. So.
3: Yeah. So as long as they keep innovating and updating, bringing updates to the software that they're introducing so that, you know, they can get rid of the bugs and, keep it running at the most optimal level. Mm -hmm. That'd be Mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. And I would say, open it up a little, let, let the iPad do some of the same tasks as a computer
0: would do. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen to that.
0: All right. Let's talk about our main topic for today. See, we're, we're keeping this one short guys. We're, 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 we're making it happen. It's not going to be an hour and a half like last time. (laughs) Um, streaming services are changing and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I kind of think it's a good thing guys. And I'm, I'm going to be curious if, if you guys have thoughts on this, but one of, you know, a few things that are happening is, uh, you know, Hulu and Disney plus and ESPN are going to be making um, where all of their services are in as one on Disney plus mm-hmm. eventually. I got to notice that Paramount Plus will be going up to eleven ninety nine, you know, instead of the nine ninety nine that I've been paying. But but they're forcing me to have Showtime. Um, we have uh, uh, what's the one uh, Max that just combined HBO and Discovery oh, yeah. into one, and we have uh, you know so many other services that are are changing. And, you know, some are even saying maybe we just need to go back to the way things were and just be a content company. People are are urging Paramount to do that. But I kind of think the writing is on the wall here. And I think what we're going to start seeing is instead of having these streaming apps be plentiful, we might start seeing a folding back in of streaming apps, because I feel like, like we've talked about before, people are having subscription fatigue because of mm-hmm. so many services. And so they're not paying for content. So I'm, I wanted to bring this up today and talk about, you know, what are things that you are going to do or what your thoughts are on, on this? Will you be cutting back if these services keep going up and, and, you know, I haven't even mentioned Netflix with their password crisis. Right. Um, you know, well that started this week. Oh, here in the U.S. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
2: Like yesterday or the day before.
0: Yeah,
5: I think on Thursday.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Wow. So I'm, 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 I'm even evaluating what streaming services I have. You know, and even you like live TV. YouTube TV started out as the cheapest, one of the cheapest ones. Now it's eighty dollars. Yep.
5: Yeah, but it, that still might be a good deal, guys. I mean, I'm thinking actually, uh, I, I'm moving back to Arizona. And we've been, you know, for lots of reasons, trying to cut back on some services and things. And um, it's getting to the point now where I don't know if it's better to subscribe to a bunch of services or simply to get cable. Yep. Um,
1: right, because it, it's, it's, it's it's the the paradigm is sort of looking starting to like look cable. similar to cable, isn't it?
5: Like yeah, it is. Like yeah, so. th-
1: you're being nickel and dimed, and and what are you really getting? And right
2: <laughs> you know it's very reminiscent of the cable packages yeah
3: exactly mm-hmm. and the cable companies are also you know sort of jumping on board and they're now making apps that you can put on your device mm-hmm. and you can take your tv watching wherever you want to go so yeah. mm-hmm. right, that's right. you know a whole another thing i'm if you're going to pay one price and just have one app and you can watch all the channels uh, that's almost easier than having to keep track of all these different apps with all the different subscription fees and yeah. what's that's not on means. anymore. And wait, let me discontinue that one. But oh wait, this show's coming on over here. So yeah. let me go I mean, subscribe to that one. I mean it turns into your rodeo. Like, you know? I have
1: a sister who pays for stars because she likes one show, one series. Oh my goodness, on there. who watches that?
5: I mean, I don't know <laughs> yeah. do she's the only person I know that actually subscribes to that. That's it. Yeah, there's
1: this there's a series that she likes it's i forget the name i forget the name of it um i'll think of it eventually but
5: but there's a lot of that though there's like oh, there's yeah. lots of services where there's only one tv there's zone. only
1: one show that yeah or one thing that and the thing is now that everything is getting more expensive in general people are going to start looking at that and saying, wait mm-hmm. a minute you know gosh i'm spending all that on entertainment and what am i getting for it you
5: know well as soon as picard finished i uh i I unsubscribed from paramount i was like okay i got what i needed i'm done well
0: you know like for for paramount i'm i'm still watching deep space nine on it and i haven't purchased the seasons you know on itunes i I purchased the seasons and (laughs) and i'm kind of wondering like sometimes that saves you more money because yeah if if you just purchase what you want to watch because here's here's the thing that i'm i'm finding I don't like cable because, I mean, yes, sometimes I'm like, okay, I just want to see the news, what's going on. But if I want to watch a TV show, I'll just go into my library and go watch a specific show. I don't want to be told, okay, this is on at three o'clock, you can watch it then. So that's the issue I have with cable TV. I just don't leave it on for noise as a, like my mother will watch cable TV just for noise. Yes. But I don't, I don't do that. I, I'm Mm. very selective about what I watch, and and I'm very picky about those things. So I like, I, that's the reason why I liked the streaming services, because I could be like, okay, Paramount has Deep Space Nine, I could go. Now, I think Netflix also has a lot of those shows as well. So, you know, it's like, what, what do you need? Because like we've talked about, I think that the streaming services are getting to be as pricey as cable networks. Right. Or as cable, you know, bundles.
1: Yeah. So I'm wondering if I often think about this is do you think there's going to be consolidation of some of these services like somehow they're going to, you know.
3: It sounds like some are doing that like with Disney, ESPN and Mm -hmm. Hulu. Are those all three going to be together?
1: Yeah, because I think people would be more likely to agree to a higher price if they're getting a package. Mm -hmm. of, you know, they're getting more than one or two shows that they really like, especially now that COVID is over. Mm -hmm. People are going out more, especially in the summer. They're mm -hmm. working. They're working in offices. They're, you know, they're not sitting at home like they were during COVID.
0: But do you guys think we're going to start seeing a consolidation again of streaming services, like back to, say, Netflix or the Disney Hulu conglomerate or um,
1: that's what I was just saying. Like yeah, like, yeah, like, I would think some of these smaller services are going to, they're just not going to make it. It's, you know.
0: Because, you know, one one of the biggest things, and I've been seeing this online, is there's a show that we really wish would get made, uh, right, Jeff? Star Trek Legacy. And, you know, they already have so much Star Trek that's already in the works. And they, they're kind of saying that, Well, the budget and doing all these things is just not there because, you know, not enough people are paying for streaming. And, you know, then other people are saying, well, maybe you guys need to just go to a a content-only company and not worry about being a service. That way more people can find your content on other services like Netflix, Hulu, or Mm -hmm. or others. And I'm kind of wondering if a lot of studios are going to go to that.
3: I think... Not anytime in the near future, and I say that because all of these companies have invested all this time into having their own service, their own streaming app, whatever you want to call it. In the beginning, when Netflix started doing the streaming thing, second to the DVDs, it ended up passing the DVDs and going to the streaming first because that was easy for everyone and everyone really liked that. But once everyone saw how good Netflix was doing, they all went, wait a minute, you know, Netflix Mm -hmm. is like taking everyone's content and they're putting it on Netflix and everyone's paying Netflix. And now the companies have said, no, 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 no. We don't wanna do that. We want you to be on our platform. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna pull the rights from Netflix and you can only see whatever it is, you know, on your own platform. And that's why now you see everyone jumping around. Oh, I got my show, to unsubscribe to that. Oh, right. now this show's coming on over here. So I'm going to go over here and sign up for this thing so I can get this show. But there's there's no way that they're going to give away the rights to go and let some other service stack up different kinds of media. If they own their own service and they put time and money, they're going to want to promote their own service. Unless, the only caveat to this is that if one company owns multiple things, for example, Disney owns ESPN, so those two are going to combine. But if they don't own I think they're going to try and keep everything in their own apps, in their own ecosystems, and try and get people to come over to the whatever that app is. Mm-hmm.
5: But well, if you if you go uh, try and buy Hulu today, and this has been this way for about a year, year and a half, because we've been on it. Uh, we're not now, but we were. Um, they offered a bundle even a year ago where you could get Hulu, ESPN, and Disney all in one package, and it was like twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that means that they're going to, you know, truly consolidate and say we're going to make that one entire company or they're just going to continue to offer that bundle. I think what would be interesting is if you got like Cox and Comcast to, you know, go after, you know, the Hulu's and and uh, Disney and say, hey, you know, we want to we want to bundle this as part of cable. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, it might be really compelling, you know, like, for example, if you could get all of your local TV stations and, you know, you know, CNN, Fox News, uh, MSNBC, whatever your you know news channels are of, of choice, uh, plus a bunch of other stuff, plus Disney, plus, you know, Paramount, plus mm-hmm. all these things. Right. I don't know. That might make it really interesting.
2: That would be interesting.
5: It would be interesting. So I, I think I, I think the pendulum is swinging back to a consolidated mm-hmm. you know, cable structure. And honestly, um, it's such a pain in the neck to know how to stay competitive with, mm-hmm. like, well, where's the good deal and where's not a good deal and all that. The only one I will always keep is Apple One mm-hmm. because there's yeah. too many other Same. things that are combined right. in it, right? You've got fitness You've mm-hmm. got data. I mean, just the data and the fitness stuff alone is worth the subscription. But then you get Apple Music, Music too, and um, N- not Apple to mention features. Apple TV. Right. Right.
1: Now, is so. Apple News um, part of that? Yes. Yes. It is. is it? it is. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually and, are improving it. There were some improvements that came just recently. Oh,
5: my gosh. You wait till you hear my pick. I, oh, my gosh. I am addicted to something on, on Apple TV right now. Absolutely addicted to it.
0: And, you know, that <laughs> go, that brings me back to you know the word on the street is uh, Disney is actually going to be merging Hulu and ESPN into the Disney app, or at least you'll be able to find all the content in the Disney app. And, you know, you know um, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and they said that they're going to be offering uh, Doctor Who on Disney Plus in November. So it makes me think, hmm, are we starting to see a consolidation of streaming services? Only
3: uh, because Disney owns all three of those. That's why that you can they can mm-hmm. do that. So but they I, figure but I we'll think just make it all in one app. Which is good and bad, I guess, because maybe you want your kids to be able to watch Disney, but maybe not necessarily Hulu or
0: ESPN.
3: So, well, and, and Disney's
0: starting to have with Marvel, they're starting to have rated R content as well. So See,
5: I, and I'm I'm having issues with that with Disney right now. Like, mm-hmm. Disney has always been a f- very family oriented company, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and they are getting, you know, and frankly, so has Apple. And boy, some of the stuff on on Apple TV. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't I let my, t- you know, 10-year-old child watch it. That's for darn sure.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Well, uh, and, and, you know, A- Apple and all these companies are trying to compete with HBO and all these other oh, things. Oh, I know. Which, which I don't know that they need to. And I I just think that one of the things that – maybe I'm old-fashioned, but let's bring back the 26-episode seasons of TV shows. Like, you know, even – I, I kind of miss good old filler episodes of Star Trek, or yep. you know yep. things like that. It, these eight episode things are great, but I feel like it's too short. We don't get to know the characters, and it's just it's really making television a mess, in my opinion. And uh, now, I we
5: haven't brought up one thing,
3: mm-hmm.
5: which is the elephant in the room, which is Max.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: they just uh, came. They just came back, right, with some new. Well, but didn't, well, they, no, didn't but, they have but,
1: accessibility issues? Right yeah, there?
5: that's where I'm going. Right, right, exactly. So, so you so you launch this app and you 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 try to sign into your account, and what do you get? You get an inaccessible captcha. captcha. Woohoo! Good yeah. times.
2: Nice.
5: That, that's Jeez. that's a real uh, max fail, is what that is.
3: Right. And it'd be interesting to see if they actually fix that. They can probably fix that
5: server side, though, guys. That's probably a. Something they can do. I, I suspect that that's going to get rectified rather quickly. I, I don't think that's going to require an app updated of any kind.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, we have um, a few chat messages that the you can get the Spectrum uh, uh, app plan for $20 cheaper than the cable box service. So that's very interesting. Oh, that's compelling. Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: Yes, but you can't record anything. Like you can't save. It's just watching only. You can't record or save anything. I know, like H. Is it saved to cloud?
0: Um, they, have a, they have a DVR feature in the app. If that,
3: if they do that, if they do have a DVR ve- uh, feature in the app, then that's a newer feature, I think. Okay. But that'd be really cool actually if they mm-hmm. did have a DVR built into the app and you can pay a flat rate that and would be. you get everything including the digital menu plus recording mm-hmm. and if you could use it like a digital box that used to sit under your TV yeah. where you can record seasons and you know do all the things you can do that way all okay.
0: in one app that'd be awesome. I know people yeah. that do that with the app only. I don't know I don't think they have a box at all and I think they just have the app on their Roku TVs and they do DVR and all that stuff with just the app on their TVs.
3: Yeah, well, Spectrum makes an app you can just download straight to your device, Mm -hmm. so that's cool. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean, too.
1: Yeah, Comcast has, Xfinity has that, too, where you, um, but I think you have to have, like, a subscription that allows you to record, Mm -hmm. you know, what do they call it, X1? Um, But it's, what I pay for cable is ridiculous, Mm -hmm. and the, when you look at the channels on cable, it, it is a wasteland. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even know how else to say it. It's just
4: mm-hmm.
1: a complete wasteland. I mean, you know. there are t- there are channels on there that are nothing but advertising. Right. I mean, really, I mean, I'm paying for these stupid channels and I'm paying a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to get really irritated. Um, you know, and it, it's I wouldn't have it except I have elderly People And people in the house that watch TV, like if it was if it was up to me, I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't even have it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, it, it's just it, it's.
3: It yeah, seems it's to a, me they double dip a lot. I mean, you think yeah. about Hulu, for example, right? You could pay five bucks a month and you get the commercials. Mm-hmm. You can pay like 15 or 20 right. bucks, and they remove the commercials and the advertisements. How much do you pay for a cable subscription? And then they still show you more commercials, more commercials. than the actual yep. show you're watching.
0: You know but, I mean? But I think, right. I think we're getting to a point, and we're going to have to wrap up soon, but I think we're getting yeah. to a point where those on-demand will be put into the cable networks like we talked about, or they're going to start merging into each other and we'll start. I think that we may not see a Netflix appear again, but I think we're going to start seeing these um, these um companies fold into themselves and just mm-hmm. provide them in one big app so that we have less options that we have to pick from. And I think that's going to be good for everyone. You know, HBO and Discovery com- combining, uh Disney... Hulu and uh, ESPN, ESPN. combining—all of those things are, I think, are going to be a, a really good things for us in the long run because we don't have to worry about as min, much subscription fatigue. But mm-hmm. I think it is good to look at your subscriptions now and then and see what is needed. What do what can I get rid of? And I'm I think Netflix might be on the next on the on the uh, evaluation Travel. list. Oh, yeah. Uh, so.
2: I actually got rid of it. I did the. I usually watched it for mostly for Stranger Things, actually. Yeah, I'm waiting for season five. Mm
0: -hmm. Waiting for season five, I I might subscribe to it then. But and then you know, do I keep Paramount or do I keep Netflix? Because I think Netflix still has all Star Trek. So I don't know. (sighs) Hard decisions, And, and and that's one of the things that you just have to do or do you go out and buy them the unfortunate thing is i wish that apps, that the um google and apple had audio description for tv shows they don't
2: mm-hmm. me too i really,
0: really wish cool. they did so guys we're going to go ahead and well, okay one thing i want to point out like i and there are times on google play and I, itunes you can get some really good deals one year i got all 12 seasons of big bang Theory for 10 dollars a season
2: Oh, wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you got to keep it and it was yours? Yeah, I'd just buy the that's seasons awesome. for $10 a piece. Oh, that's great. You know, the, you can get some, especially around Christmas time, they have some really good deals going on. So be on the lookout for those things. Uh, I mean, they may not have audio description, but it's still fun to watch with your family. And, you know, then you can watch it whenever. You don't have to worry about commercials. You don't have to worry about those things. You have it. It's yours. You could download it to your device. Now, the only thing... Really got to wrap up, but I want to add this in. The only thing that really bugs me about Apple is it used to be just your content front and center with Apple. Now, when you open the TV app, it is always about something on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. I I just don't. I mean, I know they're yeah. trying to get their content and out this there. Is,
2: even if you subscribe, that that bugs the crap out of me too. Mm-hmm. Like if you even if you're a subscriber, they're still trying to push stuff. And it's like, come on, guys. I'm already there. Leave me alone.
0: Right. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to to mention that, and maybe we'll we'll see something better come really soon. Huge problem
2: with with pushy advertising.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like I I'm I'm going to watch your shows eventually. Just you know,
2: relax, relax.
0: <laughs> I got to finish all seven seasons of Deep Space Nine first. You know. <laughs> 26 episodes of season seven seasons is a lot to go so Gotta wait just yeah. wait your turn getting right <laughs> so all right guys we're gonna wrap this thing up but it's been yep. a great conversation' we'll, we'll probably have more to talk about later on this year as well um, but I I'm really excited that uh, we're we're having such good conversations about these things and so um, as we typically do um, let's go ahead and start out with uh, Angie this time what's your pick? This time, and where can people find you online?
2: I don't have a pick yet, but I will shortly, hopefully. Um, People can find me online at Tech Enthusiast at um, Dragonscape Space. Sorry, that's my mastodon handle.
0: All right. And Jeff, you mentioned your pick earlier. So, what's it going to be, and where can people find you?
5: Uh. All right, let's see. So my pick this week is Silo on Apple TV+.
4: Good pick. And if
5: you are not wa- – oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> oh, my it God. Is, uh,
5: uh, pick. Oh, it is so good. And nice.
2: <laughs> man, that's awesome. It, it, it,
5: it's, it's one of these shows where – you know, when Picard came out, I would stay up until, I don't know, midnight and watch the episodes <laughs> the, the night before because it would before come out. Before you
2: go to bed, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah, I did the same thing. And I'm doing the same thing with Silo now. No, <laughs> so it,
2: oh, it's there, it's there.
5: <laughs> it's so Great. good. Yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but basically uh, humans have had to uh, move below ground and they're living in this, quote, Silo. And um, – Something has happened to the planet above. At least they think that something has happened to the planet above. And we're, we're not really sure exactly what is going on there yet. Um, but. Oh, man, it's good. Uh, it's well, good well, well, I am because I read the books. <laughs> but. Um, I will have to. The, know. Yeah, yeah, there's a trilogy. And uh, Ooh, nice. there's a there's a murder mystery. And there's all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff going on. Lots of action, lots of sci-fi. Uh, Who is the you know.
2: author of the books, in case people want to
5: read the books, too? Uh, uh, well, as, some, as people give picks, I'll get you the author. I, I'll look it up here on Audible in a minute here. Um, but it's on Apple TV+, Plus and it's Silo, and it's the number one rated uh, streaming TV show right now across all you know su- subscription-based services. Wow. So it's really popular right now. Uh, let's see. I'm really not on Twitter much these days. I I, I sort of keep an eye on it, but I'm not really posting there very much, but you can find me on Mastodon and you can find me at Jeff Bishop at
0: Mastodon.online. All right. Uh, Marty, uh, what is your pick and where can people find you online?
3: Uh, My pick is going to be an app called Good Tasks and it's a really great, read it later app which means if you're going through all your news and you want to save something and really read it later you throw it in good tasks and it's got great organization it uh strips out all the ads it's accessible with voiceover and it's on mac iphone and ipad it's a really great app i highly recommend it if that's something you like to save your articles and read them later and good links uh, good links
1: good links
3: Yes. Yeah. Not
5: good task. Good task is something good, else. Yes. No, no good, links. Good, good, links. Good, good links. Sorry. It's good links. Good tasks <laughs> is not accessible. I don't think.
1: Yeah.
3: It's good yeah. links. Don't, Sorry. Don't get good tasks, guys. <laughs> don't get that. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Get good links.
1: Good links. All right. And
3: uh, yeah. you can uh, track me down at feedback at unmute dot show.
0: All right. And Lynn, what about you? What's your pick, and where can people find you online?
1: Okay, um, well, I can, uh, I guess my pick is a YouTube channel. And the person's name is, um, oh, I'm trying to think now. Sorry about that. I just lost my train of thought. Katie Morton. And she is a, um, since we are celebra- um, celebrating or observing Mental Health Awareness Month, She's a counselor, a certified uh, counselor. She does great videos about mental health topics. And I just think it's Katie Morton. And she's been, she has done probably thousands of videos on all sorts of topics. And I just like her style. She's very empathetic. Um, she's easy to listen to. And I just recommend that channel. Um, on YouTube. And as far as um, my email, you can send me an email at caneprints, C A N E P R I N T S, at hotmail.com.
5: Michael, uh, before we move to you, probably, or who's ever next, uh, the author of the book series is Hugh Howey. And the first book is called Wool. There's a reason why it's called Wool, by the way. Uh, But it's book one of the Silo trilogy. So there you go. I would recommend actually reading the books and watching the TV series because they're just both simply awesome.
2: I'm totally going to do that.
0: You know, I feel like I've heard of that book now, like before they made it into a TV show. I feel like I've heard that title before. So that's fantastic. I will need to read those and watch the TV show.
2: Audible credits for next month. Here we go.
0: Yeah, exactly. woo woo I already have I'm already behind on my book reading so I need to get caught oh. up. It's 15 hours.
5: Book 1 is 15 hours by the way. So oh, buckle in.
0: I like rolling long books. Machine
2: time.
5: Yeah, I love,
0: I love long books. So, my pick for this time is a new device that I technically have not turned on yet, but I know how good it is. Before I, you go
5: on, I think you need to punch your your geek card cuz I don't know what's wrong with you. You're you're like slacking, like like you. you <laughs> this is that's unbelievable. You know, like what is what is going on over there in Geekville over there? Like, I think you're going to have to, you know, lose some demerits or something
0: here. it. Well, I I surprised Angie like crazy earlier when I said that I enjoy baseball, and she couldn't believe I was into sports. No, so.
2: I totally didn't have you pegged for a sports fan. That was just like I was like, what. Really?
0: No. I mean, I'm like not. I thought not, you were
2: kidding at first. I'm like, no, really? Okay, I, no. I'm Eric, not that serious. devoted to
0: it. Like, I just like to follow my my teams. I don't like watch every game, but I I do enjoy sports, I like baseball occasionally, especially the Texas teams, un- unless they're unless they're bad. Then they're the Texas Strangers and the Houston Lastros. But um, oh,
2: oh, Gauntlet.
0: <laughs> um. Yes, I I agree with you, Jeff. I'm terrible. Um, I'm curious
2: about what this is now. Hmm.
0: So I purchased yesterday the newest of the new Apple TVs. Yay! Unboxing. And it is a very cool... I didn't do an unboxing of it because it was... You know, just an Apple TV. Everybody knows what those are. But they, they did change the box. It's a tiny box. It's not much bigger than an iPhone box, guys. Very interesting. It's really thin. Yeah. And it's a so tiny... That means the device is much smaller. Yeah, it's much... It, well, you know, the interesting thing is I compared the two. They're not much different uh, in, in size, but definitely different in size. Um, the older Apple TV has the words Apple TV on the top and the new one just has the Apple logo, which is interesting. And it has, this one is the $150 ones, which, which is interesting. They went down in price and it has 128 gigs. So, what?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my God.
0: Yes. And it actually has an ethernet port built into it too. Well, the other one did too. Um, uh, my, my older one did as well. Um, but it supports HDMI 2.1 which is the latest standard uh and it, you know it will support uh just like the other ones e arc and all those things but i'm hoping it will run a little better for my gaming because you know that's i have the homepod pair set up which this is also why jeff is is giving me a hard time because i have this homepod pair set up and i have not played audio through it yet what's wrong with you <laughs> Except for the one time earlier when I when Jeff called me and I sent Jeff to the HomePod instead of the speaker of my phone. Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I've done that before. It's yeah, kind of hard to get out of.
0: It's like, whoa, what's going on? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the option right above that. Um, Jeff,
3: I think it's time for you to have the conversation with him.
2: <laughs> I, I already did, man. Like show,
3: he's, 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 he's like
5: <laughs> slacking. I don't
3: know.
2: Intervention time after the show.
5: i don't know i think i think i think tay should take one of those gadgets away from him since he's not fulfilling his duties of uh (laughs) being geekness
3: yes Tay's into her
0: own new gadget that she got recently oh that's right where is she at she should talk about her gadget well she is going to be we did an unbox cast uh she got the victor reader stream third generation yeah and so we recorded an unboxcast, and I just have to edit and post it. So that might be done tonight or tomorrow. So, I guess whereas people can find me, you could find me producing content for here on the IA Cast and other places. Uh, I have um, I'm on Mastodon at Mike Dowie's. It's uh, M I K E D O I S E at techopolis.social. That will take a long time to spell. So, um, yeah, you'll find it in the show notes. And you can email me at Mike Dewey's at iCloud.com. You could find the podcast on any of your podcatchers, and you can email us at feedback at iacast.net. This has been a great discussion. Uh, you know, we have we started recording on a different time, so I want to thank everybody for being here. This has been a great panel, great talks, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the the next thing that everybody will find to roast me about next time will be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all in fun so it, <laughs> I just want to thank you all for being here um, it's been a great episode and we will be back next week for another cast. so thanks everyone and we'll Take see care, you y'all. all next time bye guys see ya Thank you for tuning in to the IACast. We
5: hope you enjoyed the show and found the conversation to be insightful and informative. If you have any feedback or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at feedback at IACast.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at IACastNetwork to stay informed about new episodes and other updates. Don't forget to check out more great podcasts on the IACast Network. IACast.net. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon.